The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the drink, shall we? Explode the sunlight here, gentlemen. You explode the universe. They're coming for you, Barbara. You mean the kind from up there? Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen because the electrode ray is off. Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly. Then your party will really begin. Didn't have anything for breakfast but two raw eggs and a mug of honey. I was thinking about this the other day. What would make me feel really uncomfortable? If I saw a poster... Tight pants. Well, no. I feel like tight pants is okay. (laughs) But a Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey... Comeback special. No. Lethal Weapon 6. What are you doing? <laughs> oh. Like live from that, Folsom Prison, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's my line, gentlemen. Okay, that is my line. That you're, that's going too far. Li- that's but that's every- going too far. Okay. <laughs> that's going too are, far. Are you Good setting the line so that we know that you, you won't go past <laughs> yes. that line, is it? The Kevin Cos the Kevin Cos the Kevin Spacey Bill Cosby comeback special for Christmas. That's the line. Don't cross it. That's, uh, that's too much. Oh, jeez. Anything before that is fine. Anything before that's A-OK. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's funny? Like, I will say this about the whole Kevin Spacey thing. Everything that he did before those allegations came out just seems sort of odd and unique and, and slightly eccentric. And then when you view them in a different light, he looks very um, malevolent. He, he seems very like- a lot creepier. Mm. I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch a, a, a movie with Kevin Spacey in it the same way again. Like, I, I can't watch American Beauty ever again yeah. and not feel really creeped out. Mm. And, and yeah. Agreed. And, and this is exactly Oof. where we need to start uh, a wonderful and, you know, friendly and family friendly Christmas episode. I was wondering where you showing. Were, I was wondering how you were going to bring it back. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Um, Merry Christmas. And we promise not to mention some very horrible people again for the rest of the episode. No, they are all getting coal. Lumps and lumps of it. And places they deserve to get it. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't know where to go from there. Um, But uh, this this episode's a little bit different um, because we are cheapskates. Um, and we all have families, so we're already spending, you know, t- but tons of money on Christmas presents. I didn't want to waste my time getting you guys anything. I'm sorry about that. I'm a little bit cheap. So, this is hmm. our version of Secret Santa. Actually, Lachlan, why don't you explain? Because this was your idea, and I think it's a brilliant idea. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to say, you know, I actually put a lot of effort into mine. So, you know, you two... Um, it's fine, <laughs> not a problem. Uh, so yeah, what we decided uh, we would do is that we would each pick somebody else that we would gift a film, a Christmas film to, and we were gonna we're gonna pitch a film that we think that person is really going to enjoy and sit down at Christmas and watch it as a Christmas tradition every single year. Uh, and, so and you know what, Lachlan, I've just noticed you've got your beautiful. Uh, cool Santa shirt on with your penguin mug. I do. Uh, John has got his 100% yak wool beanie on because he couldn't find his Santa hat. I realise mm. that I am looking more and more like the Grinch in this scenario every no, single no, no. minute. No, no, no. You've got you've got your Santa your Santa starter beard. So like it's that's the it. Stu- oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for noticing. Um, can know, we re- can we return? Is this a refundable <laughs> thing? Can we get a store credit? No. Come on. Uh, can we re? Can we regift it? Nope. You're gonna Just love asking it. For a You're friend. gonna love it, John. All right. 
But uh, we needed something to sort of start the Christmas present gifting. You know, like when you've got like Christmas present, uh, like you've got Secret Santa at work and you get that that weird lady in the corner that you don't really know. What's her name? Is it mm. Janet? Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, oh, Janet, Jean. Janet she from HR. Janet's yeah. Jan. Oh, and she's been working here for 15 years and you've only just realized that she kind of is there. And she's the she's the one that always eats tuna. Yeah. In, in the office. Yeah. And do I get a Fifty Shades? I don't know. And then, so, you oh, start yeah, so you asking to, around. Yeah, and you, you go to her desk. start asking around and start yeah. getting clues and start getting hints. So, our hints were our top three Christmas movies each. So, I will mm. set the question to you, John. What are your top three Christmas movies? Gosh, I'm trying to remember what I say. Oh, yeah, easy. Die Hard, uh, Robocop 3, and Gremlins. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a trifecta right those- there. Are those first two actual Christmas films? Well, yeah. I'm I'm with John here. Die Hard is most definitely a Christmas film. I watch okay. it every year in December. It is a beautiful Christmas. It's a bit of beautiful Christmas story about coming together through adversity and terrorists. Oh, okay. There I'll, are titties as well I'll, and I'll, cocaine. I'll give you that. And- <laughs> but, but RoboCop three, explain that one. Look, it, that's kind of like an accident. They happen to set it at Christmas, and I like to think that Robo- RoboCop Three is a conspiracy to sell more toys to kids at Christmas. And it is so the first I just PG it- RoboCop Two, which is a bit weird. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I feel it represents the commercialization of Christmas, and I just I love <laughs> that. I love so. to be reminded of that every year, just so you know, to avoid it, of course, because I'm Maria condoing everything and just getting rid of all that stuff. So it's kind of not so much a happy movie to watch, but just more of a, uh, a warning not to go back there, John. Don't go back. <laughs> Is it something you've watched every year, John? RoboCop 3? Uh, most years, yeah. You know what? Like most people hate it, but there are actually some really cool parts about it that I like. I mean, RoboCop flies. Um, did I mention that he flies? It's been a long time samurai. since I've watched RoboCop 3, but I think like that's it's it's actually in the 90s, isn't it? And it's it's almost at the yeah. same time when they tried to do a RoboCop TV series. Yeah, it, the, I th- believe the TV series just pretty much spun off from, from this. The t- and the, yeah. yeah, it's kind of stuck in limbo for ages because I believe the studio went bankrupt. And uh, <laughs> so it was filmed back in the late 80s but didn't get released till I think 92 or 93. So by then it, it it had aged terribly. But if you if you watch it not as a RoboCop film but as a really bad late 1980s film and it's actually quite funny. There's some really bad one-liners. There's like a chase scene where RoboCop steals a pimp mobile and he's <laughs> like driving around and there's like the classic line of the um the two baddies are like yo you got you got a light for my smoke. And RoboCop like breaks in with his flamethrower and he's like, allow me, you know, just bad stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a very John thing. I think Mm. this movie it's yeah. And I, but I got to like, I I, gremlins isn't something for some reason. I never thought of gremlins as a Christmas movie, but you are right. It is set around Christmas, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. That movie gave me so many emotions as a kid. It's how I found out Santa Claus uh, may or may not exist for our younger viewers. Um, oh, really? That is that, is that your? Yeah, that's that's the one that um that exposed the, the seedy underbelly of Christmas to you. 
Yeah, but I also kind of had a crush on, and I've I've forgotten her name as well, and I feel awful. The, the girlfriend, uh, the young, the girlfriend. Yeah, huge kid crush on her, man. So I was sad that I found out about the truth about Christmas, but also had a boner. It was weird. It was an awakening. It was, it was an awakening. Um, it was a beginning <laughs> and an ending. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Ending of innocence um, and the beginning of, of what would become the rest of John's life. Chasing that. I'm still that <laughs> makes so much sense now. Mm. I'm still trying to figure it out, guys. I mean, you know, we might get there one day. Um, <laughs> well, I, think- I feel this has gone really well as an opening to our podcast. I really feel like we should shift direction to one of you guys now. Well, I, I think I that like- yeah, I actually, I, two out of three ain't bad for your um, movies. I, I would enjoy two out of three of your movies. <laughs> Lachlan, we'll move over to you, buddy. Top yeah. three Christmas movies. Uh, my top three Christmas movies are um, Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and mm-hmm. The Santa Claus. I'm going to, I I could not get into any of the National Lampoon movies with Chevy Chase, including the Christmas Vacation one. Yeah. Really? I I find them hilarious. I find them Uh, hilarious. I don't know. To me, it's like the the start of Chevy Chase phoning it in. (laughs) 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 But um, I I could see where you're going with it. It is, uh, it's one of those classics that you see come up like twice on every network over the Christmas period. But I've got to say Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah, Michael Caine. Michael Caine Mm. in that is just fantastic. I have to agree with you, Lachlan. Yeah, that's- I- I I feel- I don't know which channel it was, but they played it every year. And as a kid, I would watch it every year. And it was kind of like my first Christmas Carol movie, to be honest. I think, from memory. It's- I mean, I'm really interested because in the VHS, and it is- this is something that- that I've- I've- since uh, verified in the VHS version, there is a scene, there is a whole entire song that they cut out in the DVD version and every version since. It is a oh. it is a song between young Ebenezer and uh, the uh, woman he's going to marry, and uh, she sings this song about how you know it's 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 over between us. There's a whole lot of other stuff. And they've cut it out. They've cut it out from the really? VHS version. Yeah. But I mean, I think, and I'm interested to see on Disney Plus whether or not they've put it back in because a lot of people went, why did you get rid of that? It was such a pivotal moment. But uh, apparently people said, no, it's too slow. So they, they got rid of it. Um, but yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol every year, every year I'll, I'll sit down to watch Muppet Christmas Carol. And uh, you did mention a bit of a Tim Allen movie there, Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah. I love The original. It's- I love the law. Yeah, I love the law and the, you know, the L-O-R-E, obviously, not the L-A-W. Um, well, I do love the L-A-W, but the the L-O-R-E of, of Santa is is just something. I love the law. I love the law and the law. Um, there's my catchphrase if ever I'm a superhero. I love law and the law. Um, I love anything to do. Noted. Yeah, I love anything to do with... with Santa and I, I like the idea that they just have to keep trying to justify why Santa, you know, how how he would do all of these things. I yep. love how I love how uh, there's a movie on Netflix called The Christmas Chronicles that try that I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's got um Is that the one with Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell? Kurt Russell. Damn. And and the way Kurt in Russell's which, my yeah. like man crush. I love Kurt Russell. 
Oh, he's so cool. But as he Santa, is a legend. excellent, mm. excellent. And it's just yeah. and the 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 amount of technology and the way that he does things, I just love that. And that's why I love the Santa Claus is because they were like, we're going to try and give you a, a version of Santa that that seems plausible, but at the same time, completely ridiculous. And that's why <laughs> I love it. And I love Tim Allen. I think I think Tim Allen is is well, you know, nineties heyday. Um, you know, home improvement, Tim Allen. I really, yep. really enjoy. So there's one. Oh, I still, I still love him as Buzz. And do you think like he's contract, like he has to do a Christmas movie every year during that time in the nineties? Maybe. It, Basically, he was. It felt that yeah. way. Yeah. But if, hey, um, I was, just, I, I was actually, I worked in a cinema when the Santa Claus Three came out. Now, in the Santa Claus whoa. Three, um. Santa Tim Allen has a nemesis called um, Jack Frost, uh, played by Martin Short. And mm. that movie in itself, um, when I- w- And granted, I watched parts of the movie, like, over the Christmas, like, hundreds of times. Literally hundreds of times. But that movie, I just absolutely hated to death. But Martin Short in that movie was Gold. I love Martin Short. And I just wanted to say that, that Martin Short's Jack Frost was mint. He was very, very funny. Um, That dude can act. Like, he's had a sad life too, that poor guy. He's lost his wife and- um, but he see it still seems very, very upbeat. And that's going to be uh, the reason I'm talking about Martin Shaw so much is because he has a special with Steve Martin on uh, Netflix, yeah. Yeah. Um, which mm. um, I forget the name of it, but I think it's like the A Night to Forget or something like that, they call it. Um, and it is hilarious. It's absolutely goldmine. So, I, that's my- um, I'm just pitching that to anybody that wants to watch it. Go find Martin Short and Steve Martin on Netflix now. What about yeah. you? Since you have the mic, man, yeah, let's yeah jump in with you, man. What are your uh, what are your movie sure. picks for Christmas? My, mine's a, laid on me. Mine's Us. a bit eclectic. Um, I my three are It's a Wonderful Life, Elf, mm. and Love Actually. Yeah, that is eclectic. Good choices. But yeah, nice. Yeah. Now I could happily watch that in one day, man. That's that's. That's Christmas starter kit right there. It, it is. It, it, it goes, it runs the gamut of emotions, I feel. Like, it's it's kind of got the, it's got the sweet, it's got the funny, and it's got the the more, I guess, mature or more adult. I love Love Actually. I think it's, it is honestly, I think everybody loves it. I don't think there's one person out there that would say, you know what? Not a fan. And if they did, they would be a Nazi. Okay. Whoa. Because oh, whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm heavy, calling heavy it. words. Wow. We're um, going to get so is, much hate a, for that. Yep. <laughs> it's a lovely film. And I think it's got something in there for everyone. No, no. I Harrison Ford hunts these people down <laughs> with passion. That's what he does. You don't like love, actually? I hate those people. And I, th- I feel um, like a, a lot of people will think, oh, well, choosing It's a Wonderful Life is a bit of a wanky choice. Um, but- I don't know. For me, I I never like. I mean, in America, I think they it's on every channel every year. Not so much in Australia. Like we don't get it's a wonderful mm. life just popping up on TV. I kind of just uh, because I saw it in a bunch of other movies. I went and tr- like tracked it down, and that movie is really sweet and really kind and really. That's it's James Stewart, right? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I am yep. rem- yeah, yeah, Jimmy Stewart, yeah. You want the moon? moon oh, I'll last with oh, the, 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 the moon for you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll last yeah, with the moon for you. You want the moon? But it is. It's, it's a- I'm playing a 16-year-old flawlessly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> and I, I found out because like I, I do love the movie a lot. I found out that Jimmy Stewart and Frank Capra had just come back from the war. Um, oh, wow. And oh, wow. So, they were dealing with some serious sort of feelings. Um, like, I guess they would be dealing with what would be considered p- post-traumatic stress this these days. Um, and when they were filming, like, this was their big comeback. Like, this was like, okay, we're either going to have a career doing this or not. Um, so, there was a lot of pressure on them. And I just sort of was reading about, like, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Stewart lost, like, his whole, like, platoon. He was like a- he was a bomber. He actually flew planes during the war and he lost his whole platoon. Um, and I just uh, apparently the the scene where he breaks down in the in the film itself. Jimmy Stewart actually broke down like that's Jimmy Stewart just losing his his wow. shit, basically. Oh, wow. And I think man. that just makes it a little bit more powerful, a little bit more like like he's making this movie. I think Jimmy Stewart feels connected to this movie like that. Horrible things happen. Life is stressful. Um, but there is good in the world and there is good with you being in the world. I mean, because ultimately the movie is about a guy that wants to commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is great for the mm-hmm. Christmas holidays, you know. Um, but I, I, it, somehow it just comes off being such a, a genuine and true and, and magical film for me. And um, it's quickly become a, a tradition in my in my life to watch it every year. Features in Gremlins, man. Beaches and Gremlins. Yeah, well, so, uh, you know. exactly. And like you, you think of uh, a bunch of other movies too, where it just sort of is playing in the background. I think it was in, mm. uh, this is a big stretch, but I think it was in a movie called One Fine Day with George Clooney. And I think that was the first time I ever saw it in a movie. I was like, oh, I'd watch that. And yeah, right. Like- is it that iconic scene where he's running down wishing everyone a Merry Christmas? That's the kind of scene that I think everyone- Yeah. He's like, Merry Christmas, City Hall. Merry Christmas, no, yeah. lady. I don't that- Merry is Christmas, that- I don't Chihuahua. Think- I think that's Christmas Carol, dude. No, no, no it is. Well, it is well. in. A, I'm pretty sure it's in A Wonderful what Life. Because it, it's- he is, Oh, yeah, he is running, but he's not- I don't think he's sort of yelling out Merry Christmas. He's running down the street because um, he has to get back to the bank, but- Oh, well, you check it, man. Next time you're watching it, oh, just, well, you know, you know it, he- it will be. Fact check. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll um, fact check that mother for you. <laughs> man, I want to find it right now. You guys talk. Okay, just right, before well- we jump into um, uh, our pitches, or, and I think this week we, we shouldn't get into an elevator. We should unwrap no. a present. That's because a Because it's lovely. a present for each and yes. every one of us. Because I've wrapped um, I've wrapped mine quite nicely, I must say. I'm the, the wrapping, I chose the wrapping especially for you, John. It's, oh. it's just absolutely lovely. Um, while you two are finding, you know, to see who's right um, about the uh, It's a Wonderful Life scene, um, I just want to say that, uh, back to Love Actually, I read an article very recently about uh, somebody saying that there's no way that Love Actually could get made now because, oh. and here, here, and here's why they said it, is because it actually isn't divert, diverse. If you actually look at it, it doesn't, um, uh, their argument was that there's no representation of um, LGBTIQ uh, plus uh, people and relationships. Yeah. Mm. So the the article was essentially saying that in our in our current climate and what we know now know uh, and the way that we now make films, you can't make a, a story about you know I think it's five different love stories at Christmas and there's no way you could do that without including yeah diverse which I think is is interesting that a movie that's what uh, ten years old if that uh, maybe, oh, oh, no, maybe it's tw- much older than that how John, how old is it uh, Lachlan. <laughs> It's um, yeah. I mean, it's I'm flattered that I was Lincoln, three, I think. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. So you're looking at um, like uh, an easy sixteen years. 
Yeah, right. So, I mean, but that's that's an interesting point that like a movie 16 years ago um, is is going to be judged differently uh, by the standards of today. So, I think that's quite an interesting point that that article was making. Well, I think it is it is a very good point um, that, yeah, I, I, like I, I guess it's, it's not something that when you're watching it, you're actively thinking about. But when you sort of when you uh, sort of acknowledge that point, yeah, it's it's very vanilla. It's very straight. Um, uh, heteronormative and there's not many differences in the types of relationships that you see in there either which um which yeah know. yeah so gents gents who's right who's right about the scene oh okay so i'm gonna turn the mic up i don't know if you guys will be able to hear this but uh i'm proven wrong i, I concede defeat john uh and now I can look forward to watching and reliving those memories. When and to I, when be I, fair, Doug, to be fair, by that point in the movie, most people are asleep. Like, and, and it's not because it's not, be, no, it's not because the, it's not because it's a bad film. <laughs> it's because it is a long film. Like, it 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 is. It's it's from that era yeah. where it's a very long film. And normally, you're like, you know what? You get past that sort of midpoint, and you're like, it, it's around about the scene in the bank where the where it's like the depression's happening, and you're like. I don't know if I can do this for another 45 minutes. See, I, I, I'm fascinated by the movie. I, I, I'm taken on a trip by the movie. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's Jimmy Stewart's charm, whether it's the, the idea of this, this young man that does everything that he possibly can for the people in his town and his family. Whenever I watch that movie, I am like hook, line and sinker for the whole, I think it's like almost two hours. Yeah, you're right. Should we get into unwrapping our presents yes. now, guys? I'm yes. sitting here. I'm very impatient. This is, this is my present to you, Lachlan. I got you oh. in the Secret Santa stash here. Um, you'll notice that uh, I got my I got my partner to actually do the wrapping because I'm terrible the, at it. That's um, why it looks nice. I was going to nice. ask why it yeah. looks so nice. Yeah, there's a lot less uh, sticky tape used than what's normally used. I just end yeah. up masking mm. tape and wrapping it around. Um, I will start with my. I, I I kind of wrote it as a little bit of a story, only because like this is kind of the first original pitch that I've done on this show, without any sort of like. Uh, except for your movies, of course. You've ch- you've chosen The Santa Claus, uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, and what? Sorry, what was the last one? It was Na- um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So my movie, the one you loved, yep. the one I loved. My movie is called The Naughty List. Ooh. So every year for generations, <laughs> Santa has been. <admitted laughs> Sorry, I like Are that. I've also watched the naughty list as well. Yeah, sorry, I continue. did not think it was a, 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 oh, a dirty title until you guys started giggling. For, that's the title for John's as well. How did you? Oh, um, no, no, go for it. Awesome. <laughs> so, have you been on the nice or naughty list? It doesn't oh, matter. Oh Is that a lump of coal in your pocket? Mm. Or? Uh, I've got something you can unwrap right oh, here. Something so wholesome. <laughs> We've just destroyed. Yes, okay. continue. Uh, every year for generations, Santa's been adhering to a very secret tradition that only a select few high-profile elves are aware of. So, he chooses four boys and girls who are dangerously close to dropping off the nice list and falling onto the naughty list forever. In Santa's own version of a youth rehabilitation camp. So, you've got to think of like scared straight- <laughs> I love it. Continue. The kids, the kids are magically brought to the South Pole, so Santa can use all his Christmas magic to show them the error of their ways, including a big song and dance number by the elves. 
um, to try and teach them the true meaning of giving Christmas and goodwill to all. This year is no different, except Santa is becoming jaded and losing hope himself. Wow. Santa had a 100% success record for keeping his chosen on the nice list until a couple of decades ago when one incredibly bright but incredibly selfish and greedy boy was seemingly not swayed by Santa's kindness. And slowly, through the 80s, 90s and noughties, the kids became more self-interested. Some kids were lost to the naughty list. Things just got grimmer and darker. So, after barely convincing this year's group, despite putting on an amazing magical demonstration, Santa is feeling very flat and deflated and decides to take the kids home. Little does he know, he is being tracked. As Santa goes to drop off the first kid, he is tased by an elite Santa tracking reconnaissance squad under the employ of the very first boy who fell onto the naughty list, who is now a selfish and greedy CEO called Jake Frome. I don't know why I chose that name. Except That's an awesome name. Continue, like continue. Great name. <laughs> uh, who has always been jealous of the magical power that Santa displays and wants it for himself. With the help of the kids, quick thinking, single mother and the other kids, Santa barely escapes being captured. But the source of his power, his Christmas hat, has been captured and taken to the CEO. Due to this, he starts to lose his Santa-like appearance and blend in more and experience being a regular person. So, slowly, he's losing his magic. He's losing the white hair, the big bushy beard, uh, the big belly. He's kind of turning into a more normal person. So, the magic brings out that side of Santa. I love it. I love it. Continue. I'm not done. I'm not done. It's still going. It's still going. When does Chevy Chase turn up? Santa, now with no magic- and no way of contacting the North Pole, now has to travel across the country from Los Angeles to New York to seek the help of his good friend, the Easter Bunny, to magically return to the North Pole within three days before Christmas Eve, while dropping all of the kids off to their homes without being arrested because he's got four kids that aren't his, <laughs> or being captured by the Santa Squad. He's helped in this by the first kid um, and the first kid's single mother who starts to warm to Santa, but only in a father-daughter way. It's not creepy, okay? No, yeah, yeah. And of course- Oh, that's very important. During the trip, hijinks ensue. Meanwhile, the evil CEO is using the magic of Santa's hat for his own selfish purposes. The interesting thing is that where the hat has made Santa big and jolly and red-nosed and full of cheer, the hat reacts differently to the CEO, making him cold, thin, and bitter- AKA Jack Frost. The CEO now wants to take over the North Pole as well, but can't without knowledge only Santa Claus knows to access the North Pound compound. What will happen? Who will win? Will Santa realize his humanity and instead of using all that magic to try and change people, just realize that people are human and that those human feelings are what matters? Okay. That is my pitch. I so like it. Let me- I've got to finish. I've got to finish. My actors are Santa. I want Jeff Bridges. Oh, yes. I want Jeff Bridges Mm. so bad because there's a part in the movie where I want them to try and disguise him and they put on a big sweater and glasses a la the big Lebowski, but the sweater is a Christmas (laughs) sweater. Okay. I love that. And I also kind of like the idea of him being like, oh, come on, man. I just need to get back to the North Pole. Uh, mm. Mrs. Claus will be Susan Sarandon. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the single mum who I've just named Claire is Kerry Russell. 
Uh, so Kerry Classic. Russell, we're talking Felicity, uh, Mission Impossible 3. She was in Mission Impossible 3. Uh, a movie which I really love called Waitress as well. So just to give you an idea who Kerry Russell is. Uh, the main kid is Noah Schnapp, which is the kid that goes missing in Stranger Things. Yep. I did not mm-hmm. bother with the rest of the kids because I don't know kids. And I wasn't going to Google yeah, child that's, actors again. You know, you know, we should have a, just a blanket rule. No, like child, no act, like child actors are just going to be- Yeah, now, no kids. Um, the evil CEO- I wanted Tom Kavanagh to play. Do you guys know Tom Kavanagh? Pray tell. Okay. I don't. So, there was a TV show back in the noughties called Ed that he was on where he's a bowling alley lawyer. <gasps> yeah. Uh, in Scrubs, he played JD's brother. And currently in The Flash, he plays yes. Harrison Wells, the character Harrison Wells in The Flash. I love that casting. He's a really good comedic actor, but he like I feel like he could play very bitter and twisted in a very comedic way, which is really cool. Uh, and- the Santa squad leader. So, you can understand that there's like three or four things happening during this movie. So, the Santa squad is kind of a little bit important because I want them to be a bit of a comedic um, sort of uh, relief when they were on the screen. So, the Santa squad leader I had is Dave Batista. Uh, nice. So, the Drax, the destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The second in charge, I wanted Jason Manzukis from the, the <laughs> yeah. league, how did this get made? The good place, um, Derek, John um, Wick three, Grandpa, nine, nine. John Wick three, um, and I just love yeah. the idea of like Dave Batista being this like the the straight man to Jason Manzuka's crazy person. Yeah, it's kind of like I could just Jason Jason going, we're gonna get those children and we're gonna put them in prison. And Dave Dave's just like, no, no, they're children. We're not going after children. It's fine. We're gonna destroy them. And you're like, I just love that idea. <laughs> I and really that, like that. That, my friends, is the naughty list. I really liked. I I really liked that. Thank you. Thank you for that present. It just. It I brought. Feels- I feel like I brought a little bit of everything from your movies. Yeah. Like I feel like there's definitely a Christmas vacation feel to it. Yeah. Um, definitely and, and, some Santa and- Claus action. Oh. Oh, and, and the amount of Santa law, like the Santa law that you've just brought to oh. them. Like, I don't know. Did you mean to say the South Pole, like he takes the kids to the South Pole for the training? Because did I say the I, South Pole? <laughs> I know. But you know what? It makes so much sense. Like, oh, that's what it he does sense. with the South yeah. Pole. Like he's got like this. He can go from the North Pole to the South Pole. South Pole. You know. Why not? And that's what, Yeah. Why not? Like, uh, it I makes just sense think it now. Great. I'm keeping it. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> awesome. But I love the idea of the, the big theme behind my, my movie is like- um, Santa's kind of lost touch with reality and has this very, fur- like, this furry idea of um, love and goodwill to all people that's kind of detached from reality. And so, taking away his powers and taking him on a road trip to see real people where they help real people along the way and they meet real people and people help them just out of the kindness of their hearts will show Santa that, you know, his job is worth continuing. Yeah. Um, and that would be I the really big like theme. That. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. No. The Naughty List, opening this Boxing Day, rated R. I really like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad you like Thank it. You. I, Thank I you. wrote I, it I, very much to your needs. Awesome. So, so Lachlan, will you be keeping this gift or oh, will you I'm, be re-gifting? I'm keeping it. I'm, going, I'm actually going to put it down here and pick up the one next to it, John. And that, that gift is has got John on it. And you might-, you might For me? It's for you. It's for you, John. And and on this, on this, you can see the gift wrapping. It's just full of like little mini explosions. And and if you it's marvelous. And if you tilt the t- if you tilt it, it's like one of those holographic packaging. It's like the explosions go small, then big, then small, then big. Oh, I love that the explosions are made out of candy cane. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. It's it's like Christmas carnage. Imagine getting candy cane of- shrapnel in your left shoulder. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is this is great, man. This is all I need. Um, I'm going to be busy for the rest of the day with this. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, that's thanks not the, the gift, that's man. Not the gift. That's not the gift. Oh, okay. What? Unwrap what, it. What, what do you mean? Oh, unwrap it. Okay, so inside oh, of it. Oh, okay, cool. Here we go. Here we go, John. Um, so, so here's your film has a very 80s vibe about it, man. It's 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 even mm-hmm. filmed on like old 80s film stock. Like they've they've found some the film stock. Anyway, the the idea behind this is just I'm taking my hat okay, off for this. Justin Long. <laughs> Justin Long plays himself. And I know that you like Justin Long. I know you think that he's I like Justin yeah, Long. I mean, you, but but he's like that guy that you know you can. You can forget that he's in things very easily. But anyway, he finds, because he's a real down and out loser. And he's like early 20s, he's down and out. And he finds a VHS tape from the early 90s. And it's a self-help tape that that an old star has sort of done in between movies as a bit of a favour to a friend. And he, he, finds, he finds video one of the series, video two of the series, and video three that promises promises just this amazing self-transformation uh, is missing. It's missing. It's just, it's gone. So he's got to go on a road trip, okay? He, it starts as a, a plane, but gets kicked off the plane because Samuel L. Jackson is on that plane. And uh, <laughs> essentially, you know, some stuff, some stuff goes down. Just doing his morning commute, I'm sure. Yeah, That's yeah. how he just gets around. It's, it's Christmas. <laughs> motherfucking long off this motherfucking plane. So it's Christmas and and this guy is trying to, he's like, I, I just want to be a new person for Christmas. That's my Christmas wish. He goes on the plane. Samuel L. Jackson, him getting into a bit of a fight. So he's got to take the bus. But guess who's on the bus? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, Reeves is, on, is on the bus. <laughs> um, anyway, he gets, you know, into a bit of trouble there. and he, he But then the bus breaks down. Uh, the mechanic comes the mechanic goes oh, i can give you a lift but the mechanic's in pretty heavy with some other stuff uh a la a la john wick uh and you've got you've you've uh you've got uh, keanu reeves also playing a dual role in this um you've got some nicholas cage in there you've got some bruce willis who helps him through a, a shopping mall at one point <laughs> but here's the thing john here's the thing he gets to it he gets eventually to the end and he's like hey man he gets to, gets to this actor and he says man i need to know how this 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 series ends and they're standing in front of him mm-hmm. is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is the one <gasps> who created oh, this video. Uh, it's a video about how to be more like Harrison. And it's the Ford. It's, it's literally mm. the, the title of this video is the Ford thinking approach. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just it's balls to the wall action. But the moment that he gets there, Harrison says, you don't have to be more like me. You have to be more like you. And uh, takes him out, oh, takes man. him out. Some majestic mountain shots. And the name of you, uh, the name of the film that I'm gifting you, John, is "I'll Be Harrison for Christmas." There's the oh. So there's I, I just thought, and it's just so 1980s. It's like got and a little bit of that 90s, you know, thing. Maybe I was gonna put a bit of face off in there. Like I was gonna like maybe he actually legitimately wanted to be Harrison, uh, and then went no, that's <laughs> silly. Mm, mm. Um, I Dude, just I, I think legitimately oh, I thought know. you were pitching a reboot of planes, trains, and automobiles. It. Well, it it. Do you know what? In a way, it with, is. It's it's it, <laughs> with all my friends. It's, with all it's your like, friends. <laughs> It's, it was my version to you, John, of uh, that really god-awful film that had... Uh, what's his name from, from Home Improvement? It, I can't even, can't even remember. He was Tim like a Allen. heartthrob in the... Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes, yes. The JTT. one where he's like... 
Yeah, I don't know. Kind of remember the name of the film, but it's "I'll Be Home." It's literally called "I'll it's Be called Home." Called "I'll Christmas. Be Home for Christmas." Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. So it is, it's the version of that film, but with but with so but many nineteen eighties and nineties homages that just you know it's just there. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. So, John, that's my gift to you. I wish I'd sat down actually before unwrapping this, so that you could but, stand um, up in awe. Yeah. I'm just going to lock myself away in my bedroom with this movie and not come out. Yeah. And <laughs> goodbye. I, I feel like I've, like the version I've given you, John, and, and this is actually a version that I think they would have to make for this film is is a mm-hmm. VHS version. They would have to release it on VHS because, you know, you have to experience this sort of film on VHS. It's, so, it's like um, vinyl for movie nerds. Oh, four by three all the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And that way I can make pirated copies yes. for my friends. Yes. Bootlegs. <laughs> Yeah. Bootlegs to the max. Oh, man, you know me so well. <laughs> Gonna be Ford. There's probably, Gotta get lots there's of probably some Ford. strip clubs in How there, too. This like counts Ford. as the one Harrison Ford per episode, just so you know, yeah. as well. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you know what I'm playing my, my Harrison Ford movie on repeat, always. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas tradition. ABH, always be Harrison. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Lachlan. Um, I was just uh, thinking about something else. So that just leaves one more gift. I'm a bit embarrassed. Don't I kind of picked yours that, up. Uh, I knew that you'd give it to me in, in brown paper packaging. Um, and and it, yeah. I just didn't expect it to be a, a sort of a, gar- a garbage brown bag. Well, look, the, um, the petrol station was out of bags. Okay. Um, so That's I had I to, you know, improvise a little. I MacGyvered a public bin. It's the thoughts um, that count. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what's on the inside. And I'm excited. Let's let's unwrap um, this. Let's put on gloves that first. That smell is awful. Is that is a <laughs> god awful smell. So I took your three films that you suggested and uh, I really wanted to make a move because I know you, man. I really wanted to make kind of the ultimate movie for you. Maybe just you would like, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine. So I wanted to do something like a classic holiday movie. I feel it needs to be light. It needs to be comedic. It needs to follow a few themes, needs to um, break down a few things. It needs to have a a bit of gusto behind the story. Um, And it also needs to have, I think, a bit of splash of magic. You know, a little bit of, a little bit of, ooh, yeah. A little bit of wonder. Thanks a lot, Christmas spirit. Yeah. Uh, it starts off with a blue-collar worker who absolutely adores Christmas. He loves Christmas. He lives for it. He works through the year to build up to have a great Christmas for him and his family. And his family uh, is his father, his mother, his brother, and a girlfriend. He has this massive Christmas plan for them. He's going to have a great dinner. He's also going to propose as well so it's a big night for him everything's going super it's all worked out when on christmas eve he discovers that he's no longer receiving his christmas bonus (gasps) from his boss who's i know who's probably going to be like a i don't know like a michael douglas type some (laughs) yeah something like that (laughs) anyway the the dinner which is sort of his fallback also falls apart as well he finds out that his parents are getting separated. His dad's been Damn. having an affair. And not, not only that, 
but his girlfriend, his long-time girlfriend, has actually been dating his brother as well. Oh, man. And they want to be together. Yeah, it's just, it is not <laughs> going, is going well going downhill for fast. It is. It's a really uplifting Christmas movie. <laughs> anyway, de- devastated, he uh, decides to go out to a bar, get absolutely sloshed, um, absolutely destroys his liver, and says, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to go home, I'm going to go to a hotel, whatever. Orders an Uber. But when the Uber turns up, it's a DeLorean. Ooh. And when he gets inside, he meets the Uber driver who ha- who sort of announces himself as his guardian angel. Nice. And offers him an, oppor- an opportunity to do Christmas Day all over again. He gets to rewind the clock, do Christmas Day all over again, and try make it perfect. <laughs> and so this, what entails from here, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day kind of vibe where he try keeps reliving Christmas Day, trying to make it perfect. And, you know, you visit all the normal Christmas tropes, like he tries to have a Christmas carol day where he, you know, sets everything up. There's a musical day where he does musical numbers for everything. He tries to do, like, the classic romantic comedy with a girlfriend. None of it works, though. And it's not until he realizes that he actually, there is no such thing as a perfect Christmas day and that he needs to address the issues in his life. So he confronts his dad about what's going on. He resolves things with his family. He quits his job. He leaves the girlfriend and he asks out the hot girl that he's been eyeing off That's at work right. for, you know, for all year. And basically he doesn't have the perfect Christmas that he planned for, but he gets the next best thing and that's improving his life and moving forward. So the story's pretty simple. I love it. I, I will give it that. No, that's that's but, the um, perfect I, setup for a Christmas movie. It's not about being perfect. It's about being the right Christmas for you. Yeah, exactly, I dig it. That's man. nice. I love the DeLorean. That's what a nice I, touch. What I think you will like, though, man, is, is the casting of this because I really wanted to fine-tune this a little bit. And I feel for our, our blue-collared worker, it has to be um, Nathan Fillion, yeah! actually, as our man guy. Yep. The, the driver slash guardian angel, Alan Turek. Uh, Alan um, Tudyk? Yeah. Nice. Oh, my God. Yes. Just, yes. Just getting the firefight crew back yes. together, basically. Uh, his jerkish brother who's um, stealing his girlfriend, that's going to be Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, um, oh Yes. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Sarah Michelle Geller from Buffy from Buffy my favorite TV show yes is gonna play the the cheating girlfriend uh, Felicia Day is gonna play the work colleague and the the girl Dang. he originally ends up with nice choice of course Mike Michael Douglas is gonna be the evil boss as <laughs> you know discussed before and finally the father figure who's had so much airtime tonight but I feel like he needs just a little bit more Harrison Ford. <laughs> As my gift to was, you, Doug. Was that one for Doug or for you, that last bit? That was, was that, a, a bit of both. This way we can watch it together, you know. <laughs> uh, you know what? The cast made that for me. That's that's a, a mm. bring back of all my favorite ca- actors from like the early 2000s. And I dig it. I dig it a lot. That's awesome. Thanks, man. I will cherish this forever. This, You know what? This is going in the pool room right here. I nice. love it. Uh, Very lovely. Wow, this actually turned out a lot sweeter than I what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I just want to thank you because my greatest gift this year um, from you guys has been this podcast. I've really enjoyed spending my time with you guys uh, pretty much 
catching up after uh, a long period of, of not really seeing each other regularly. Um, and it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute joy. And I can't wait for the next year of never showing the next 52 episodes, if you will. Yeah. Oh, man. Right in the feels. <laughs> but one thing I just wanted to, to check in with you guys before we, we called it a night um, and got to bed before Santa gets here. So, uh, I just wanted to, yeah. So, thank you guys again. And I just wanted to thank everybody that's um, listened to us this year. Um, and uh, yes, you know, we've really appreciated it. We haven't been talking into an echo chamber. There's actually been people listening. Um, and we want to wish you guys, you, the listener who I'm looking at right now, uh, a very, very Merry Christmas. And we look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Mm. Merry Christmas, everyone. That's right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, look, I like to feel that we've beat up, built ourselves a little community here. So it's it's lovely. It's Christmas. And John, can we, can we finish this episode with that classic scene from uh, It's a Wonderful Life where he runs down the street wishing everyone a Merry Christmas? I think we can, Lachlan. I think we can. Classic scene. Not because... Mm, mm. Christmas, Not that, you know, I like to be right or anything. It's just, you know, it's kind of, Merry you know. Christmas, you wonderful... You write, like, once you in know, a blue moon, John, okay? Get over it. <laughs> what? <do you> mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. I think you're just a little bit jealous of my vast... Man, it's so funny that you guys said Christmas traditions. I'm like, well, I have a few, but um, probably best not to share on the podcast. <laughs> Now, now I'm really, I don't really even know intrigued. where that goes. That one. Should we? Sh- let's stop recording. I want to hear these. 